Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. All right, everyone, welcome back to the She Speaks Truth podcast. So exciting, so awesome. Um, So this is the actual first episode of this podcast. Super exciting. Um, So for those of us who grew up in Caribbean households, um, it could be our auntie, our grandma, our moms, they all have a special cabinet that is in the house. And in that cabinet, there are particular dishes. Um, there's We call them fine china. Those are the fine china. Those are the fine cutleries. We have cups. We have knives. We have forks. We have plates. We have bowls. But we all know that we only use that those fine china at certain parts of the year. So it could be Christmas time. I don't think birthdays are special enough to use those pieces of china. <laughs> um, when else do we use it? We might use it if somebody dies. Um, we use it around Thanksgiving. But we know that those fine china only comes out around certain times of the year because they are special. Personally, I know that when I have my house, that I will never have one of those things because cleaning that thing is so difficult. It is just absolutely ridiculous. But in any regard, you know, they love that thing. However, they love that thing so much so that if you break one of those pieces of china, your life is over. Like, I don't know if anyone has ever made the mistake to break one and their parents or their auntie or their grandma found out, she would kill you. She would literally probably kill you. There would be a funeral for you. But if you should probably break one of those, when I say break, okay, let me rephrase that. If you should probably crack one of those, then that's like a whole different thing as well because do not throw out that cracked mug. Do not throw out that cracked plate. Do not throw it out. There's even <laughs> there's even sometimes I've gone to, you know, auntie's house, whatever, my mom or whatever, and they have uh, the cutlery and it will be turning like it's, it's not all the way silver anymore or whatever the case may be, but yet they still use it because it still has value. And so that is the concept I want to bring to us for this month. As we talk about the concept of identity, I want to talk about the cracked mug. A lot of people merely see themselves as a cracked mug. They don't see the value in themselves. They don't see how precious they are. And they don't think that God still has use for them because they are cracked or because they are broken or because something has happened in their life, right? And so the concept of the crack mug um, kind of helps us to reshape our thinking and to realize that, man, I still have a purpose and God still has a plan for me, even though I have some cracks along the way, even though I may have been broken along the way, God still has some cracks. If you look at a quote-unquote dictionary definition of what it means to crack, to be cracked, it says to be damaged, uh, showing lines on the surface. Um, so for some of us, 
it could be that you can still see something is wrong, but you don't throw it away because it still has value. Um, and I know that I'm like that. Like, I can be such a hoarder <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes my husband is like, Jessica, like, I remember we were moving and... Um, I don't know why, but I saved all of my books from, I did eight years of school and best believe I had every single textbook. And maybe it's because of the amount of money that I spent. It's absolutely ridiculous, but maybe it's because of the amount of money that I spent, but I still had my textbooks. And I remember we were planning to move and my husband was like, um, we are not moving with all of these books. You need to throw them away. And so for me, I was like, no, but these things have value to me. So why do I have to throw them away? But, you know, I complied and I threw them away. But I think that why our parents or our moms and aunties and and, and grandma didn't throw away the cracked mug or the cracked plate or even the cutlery that may be turning is because they still saw value in it. You know what I mean? They still saw value. And so I think that it's important that even though we have some cracks along the way, even though we have been broken, we it is important that we still see the value in who we are. It is important that we still see that God has a plan for us regardless of what we have been through, regardless of the past and the journeys that we have encountered. It is so important that we realize that God still has a plan for us. So over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about identity. Um, this week, I'm going to start with the original identity. Now, when I was doing this study on identity, honestly, guys, like it really, I don't know, I began to see myself in a different way. So let's start from this. I was somebody that had really, really, really low self-esteem. I had really low self-esteem. And I think it came from the fact that I saw myself as a cracked mug. But I didn't see myself as a cracked mug that had value. I didn't see myself as a cracked mug that still that can still be used for the glory of God. Or even if so, I think there did come parts of my life where I did see that you know what God can still use me. But the way that I saw myself was just not the way that God saw me. Like sometimes people would see things in me and I'm like, man, I don't even know what you see, but I don't see that. I remember looking in the mirror and I know sometimes these things can be so cliche, but it's so true. There's so many people that literally don't have good self-esteem. Like we look at ourselves and we're like, man, like I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm broken. I'm this, I'm that. And I think that it's just so important that we see ourselves through the eyes of Christ because Christ sees us as beautiful. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like it just blew my mind. So when I when I began to see myself through the scripture, I was like, man, like I've been selling myself short this entire time. I haven't been seeing myself the way that God sees me. And when I began to to look through the scripture and to see that God calls me daughter, he calls me friend. He says that I am free. He says that I am beautiful. He says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's literally his breath that is in our lungs 
it honestly blew my mind and of course we know that of course we know these things we know these things because for those of us who grew up in church um these are things that you hear a lot of times and you know with a lot of the new songs that are coming out now like it's the song that says it's your breath in my lungs and like when, when we hear those songs it's like but do we do we really personify it like do we really take it into account that man like no but the scripture says in Genesis that he breathed his very breath in us. And so right now, I want to talk about the original identity. We'll be talking about the original identity, the known identity, the restored identity, and the unashamed identity. I'm excited to carry you through this journey. So the original identity, Genesis chapter 2, 5 to 7, we see God was creating man. In the original identity, God created us with dominion. We had dominion in the earth. He gave man responsibility. He said to Adam, Adam, you have responsibility. You have dominion over the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea. You have the responsibility to name these different things. You can name them. Whatever it is that's on the earth, you get the ability to name. Like There was such power and there was such dominion in the original identity. And I think something that's so important about the original identity too is that the scripture says that they were not ashamed right i feel like so many of us walk around with shame because of our cracks so many of us walk around with shame because of the brokenness so many of us walk around with shame and guilt because of the things that we have been through but god is saying to us i want to shift your mentality i want you to understand that man you are so beautiful in my eyes. I call you friend. I call you daughter. I call you my beloved. I call you my son. You are so precious to me. And I think a lot of the times we don't know this because maybe our fathers didn't tell us. Maybe our mothers didn't. There was no one there to affirm us and to say you are this and you are that. And I think some of it also comes from those of us who grew up in black household um black households sometimes we we didn't have that person to speak to us and to affirm us and to let us know how beautiful we are how handsome you are or how smart you are and different things like that and for some people like myself you know i am coming from a background of of abuse so i i was um, molested at the age of starting from the age of five till i was like eight or nine and i know for me that that really really messed up my identity it really 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 messed up my identity because i was just not I don't know what it was. I don't know what the blockage was. Maybe it was the trauma. I don't know exactly what it was. But I just was not able to see myself through the eyes of God. But I want us to know that when God created us, he created us to have dominion. He created us to rule. He created us to be above and not beneath. He created us to 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 wherever we put our foot that we it belongs to us like i think that we need to sometimes um dig into scripture and that's what i did that's exactly what i did i dug into scripture i got into scripture and i said god 
Who am I in your word? I think it's important that we know who we are in God's word. Let me tell you something. The moment we begin to allow people to define us, we begin to live out the narratives of what other people say. I remember when I was 16 and somebody told me, you know, you're 16, you're going to be... No, was I 16? I think I was about 14 at the time. And somebody said, by the time you're 16, you're going to be pregnant and you're going to be just like this and you're going to be that. You're going to have all these kids and blah, 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 and right, right, right. And honestly... That bothered me. Imagine hearing that as a 14-year-old. Like, that really bothered me. Um, You know, I was called fat. I was called ugly. And the, the crazy thing about this is that this was not people who... These were not just bullies in high school. Like, these were adults. These were adults that were supposed to affirm me. These were adults that were supposed to speak into me. You know what I mean? So when you have adults who will say things to you like that, you start to believe it. Because you're like, well, if that's a grown-up, and that grown-up is saying that, then who am I to refute that? Who am I to say that I am not that right? So um, it's so important that we find out who we are through the word of God. And so when I began to dig into the word of God and he began to say, Jessica, you are just so beautiful. Like, And he wasn't just speaking to me from the outside. Of course, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and I was made in his image. And these are things that we have to realize that we were created in the image of God. Like the the scripture says in Genesis that whatever he created, he looked at it and said it was good. So if God created you, you are good. You are good just the way you are. He comes now to to heal our internal dispositions. He comes now to make sure that our hearts are pure and our hearts are clean but when you look in the mirror you need to say you know what I am good like when God created me he said you are good like the scripture says he looked at everything he created and he said it was good another part of the scripture that I love is when he said um so it's in the amplified version that's that's a part a favorite um version of mine when the scripture says that um everything he created he um affirmed and he sustained it it's so beautiful because know that if no one else affirms you then Christ affirms you and that's the only the only affirmation that really matters and I had to learn that because I was somebody that really craved affirmation I was somebody that create that really craved um the approval of people and so what I did was when I dug into scripture I began to create affirmations based off of the scriptures of God and it was just so 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 beautiful and as I began to dig in and some of the affirmations that came out of that was I have Christ's breath in my lungs I am the image of God in the earth I was formed by God's hands I was molded by his hands I am a child of promise. I was created with a purpose and for a purpose. I have dominion. I have authority. I am unashamed. I have value. I am a part of a dynasty. I am a queen. 
I am the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. I am created with an unashamed identity. It's so important that we realize this. It's so important that we know this. It is mandatory. Honestly, it is so mandatory that we know this. Because I tell you this, when we begin to have an understanding of who we are in Christ, we begin to move differently. We begin to show up differently. We begin to show up in a different way. We begin to live out purpose in a different way because we're like, man, God created me with a purpose and for a purpose. And when we when we begin to realize that, man, I have dominion. I am the head and not the tail. I, I, I am a lender, not a borrower. I, like... I don't know, like it just blows my mind. And so I want to encourage us to to dig into scripture. I really want to encourage us to dig into scripture and just have a really beautiful understanding of who we are. When you know who you are and whose you are, it is such a powerful, powerful phenomenon that will change your life forever. It will change your life forever. Like now, I was saying to some of my friends the other day, like, man, honestly, I look in the mirror right now and I I think that I am the hottest thing since sliced bread. Okay, you have to be Caribbean to get that one. <laughs> but I think I'm the hottest thing since sliced bread. I be walking in the mirror and I'm like, yes, Jess, come true, Jess. Okay, okay. literally, like that's me. I'm looking in the mirror and... It, I really, I feel like God changed my filter, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like God changed my filter. I feel like I just do not see myself the way that I used to see myself. Like, I literally, I never used to think, I remember my husband, I'd be like, babe, like, he'd be like, babe, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful, you're so gorgeous. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm all right, like, I'm good, like, I'm I'm average. And I remember saying to him, I'm like, babe, I don't think that people look at me. I'm like, oh my God, that girl is so pretty. I think I'm just like a regular average chick. Like no one's looking at me like, yo, she's so pretty. She's so gorgeous. I really do not believe that that is the case. Like I, I don't believe that. I remember him getting so mad at me and I'm like, why are you getting mad? He was like, I don't understand how you do not see yourself in that way. But I, I wish I could explain it, and maybe for some people who have experienced this, they can explain that. People can be like, oh, you're so pretty, you're so this, you're so that. But until you're able to see it through your own eyes, it's so difficult to understand. But I really believe that when God began to change me on the inside, it started to reflect on the outside, and I, I, I realized that my my demeanor was changing. I was more at peace. There was just so much that was happening all at once. But I truly believe that there was a work that God did on the inside. There was some healing that he did on the inside that really allowed me to begin to see myself the way that he sees me. And so my encouragement to you, honestly, is to dig into the word of God. Some practical ways on how I did this is I literally went on Google. I Googled scriptures about identity. 
and I read them. I didn't just read them though, I studied them. I wrote them down, I recited them, I said them out to myself because it's so important. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so now when we can recite that and the word of God is now in our hearts, scripture says, thy word have I hid in my heart right? That I might not sin against you. Of course, we're like, oh, we're not sinning. But man, when you're not seeing yourself the way that God sees you, it's a sin. It's really a sin because the God of the universe looked at you and said, you are good. You are precious. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. But yet we're looking at ourselves and we're saying, no, Jesus, I'm not. I'm not beautiful, Lord. I, I, I'm fat. I'm, I'm, I'm ugly. I remember um, my therapist, I'll talk about that in another episode. Ooh, ooh. I remember my therapist um, saying to me, and, and I had another friend um, say this to me, you have to be careful of the words that you tell yourself. So you know sometimes we have some tendencies to be like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh my God, I'm so ugly. Like when you begin to say those things, you begin to feed your spirit and your mind these things. And so we have to be careful that we're not, we're not feeding ourselves these things because what we're speaking, we're speaking it now into the atmosphere and it's coming back, it's registering now back into our brains and into our system and whatever the case may be. And this is now how we're living. But when we're saying, I have dominion, then you're walking in that dominion. When you're saying, I am the head and not the tail, you don't walk around with your head down low. When you're saying, I am a queen or I am a king, you're walking with your head lifted high because you know who your father is. My God, you know who your father is. Your father is the king of kings. Literally, there's no king above this king. There is no one above him. He is above. He is above everyone. And when you realize that you belong to him, you act different. When you realize that, man, I am a part of a dynasty. I'm a part of the family of God. The blood of Jesus runs through my veins. I, 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 I belong to Jesus Christ. You act differently. So my challenge for you is to dig into the word of God. My challenge for you is to begin to see yourself through the eyes of God. I I am confident that my lens has been changed. I am confident that my lens has been changed. I don't know. It's, it's just different. It just makes me, I feel different. I feel different. I show up different. I act different. It is so powerful. I also want you to know that you have value. You have value. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. You have value. You were created in the image of God. And so you have value value. You have so much value. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. You may have a few cracks. You may be broken. You may have been broken, but you have so much value and God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Regardless of the cracks and the damages and the different things that have happened to you, you have value. Even in the midst of your cracks and your damages, you still have dominion. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fact that God came to restore us unto himself, to come and to reconcile us unto himself. 
So even though you have your few cracks, or you may have many cracks like myself, even though you've been through a few things, you have value. You were created with a purpose and for a purpose. And something I had to learn was that there's nothing that catches God by surprise. So God knew some of the things that were going to happen to us. And of course, that can be like, well, God knew. Why would he allow that to happen? Right? We're going to talk about some of that type of stuff. But regardless of what has happened to you, God is a good God. He is a good father. He is a gracious God. He's a mighty God. He's a God of justice. And he came and he justified us through his blood. So regardless of the brokenness that you have, you may have experienced or, or whatever issues you have been through, you have value. And I think it's so important. And I think the next time we see a cabinet at our grandma's house or our mom's house or our house or who's ever house, we're going to look at that mug or that plate differently, right? It's precious. It's precious in the sight of, of these people who own these things. It's fine china. They spend a lot of money on it. Who and it's not as powerful as the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you that right now. And so, because his blood was shed for you two thousand odd years ago, best believe that you still have value. Best believe that even if you were raped, molested, even if 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 your father and your mother forsake you, whatever it is, think about it. If you if you were in prostitution, if you slept around, if you have soul ties, if you, whatever it is, whatever chain it is, whatever brokenness you have been through, you still have value. Jesus loves you. He loves you so, so much. And he wants you to know that I feel God. Hallelujah. I feel the spirit of God. He wants you to know that. And he wants to shift your mentality. He wants you to know that. All right, guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this first official episode of She Speaks Truth. Speaking God's truth over you. Don't forget, you have value. Even though you may have a few cracks here and there, you have tremendous value. And God wants to use you for his glory. All right, looking forward to connecting with you guys next week on the next episode. Take care.